0: Welcome back to another episode of Summer of the Crossbar. Today I'm joined by my uncle, Alex.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: So Alex is an Arsenal fan, so am I. So today we're going to be talking about Arsenal and also, just for about the start of the video, um, uh, about the Man City ban that recently just got lifted this morning. Um, So... How are you? Are you alright Alex? I'm
1: good, yes, a bit disappointed about yesterday's result. Very disappointed about yesterday's result.
0: But yeah, other than I'm that, doing okay. Yeah, so we'll get on to um, yesterday's result. Obviously, Arsenal and Tottenham. Um, yeah, very disappointing. Um, but we'll just talk about a bit the Man City ban. So, um, they got... Originally it was a £30 million fine and they were banned from all European competitions. For two years, and it got lifted, and it is now just a £10 million fine. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's fair? Um, Do you think Uh,
1: that. The band should have stayed. You know, they've got these rules financial fair play, it's to make it, you know, fairer on all teams. They've come to this conclusion, and clearly, you know, Man City are overpaying their sponsorship paying much more than they should do because their owners are basically paying it and they're just getting around the rules and if they're not going to enforce it now there's no point in having the rules you know this was their Um, chance to make a statement
0: yeah so do you think it should have stayed as a two-year ban or do you think maybe it could have became a one-year ban or do you think it, it, it exactly how it was
1: I think it should have, well, to be honest, I thought what would happen would be they would put it down to one year, and that would be the sort of compromise. Two years, you know, it's a pretty long time, and I thought they've actually put it in place, they've originally given them a two-year ban, so that when it went to a tribunal, they could say, all right, we'll knock it down to a year. I mean, that said, it's a different court that has made this decision. So it's not, you know, it's not UEFA, it's the Court of Arbitration for Sports. So they are a different body. So I haven't seen the fine detail. In fact, I don't think they've even released the fine detail yet as to what their reasons are. But, you know, if they can't uphold it
0: now, there's no point in having these rules. And I mean, I I, I talked about this like when it first, you know, was when they were first banned. I talked about it in a podcast. And, you know, we, we were talking about if UEFA do uplift the ban, which they have done, do you think potentially the Premier League could take action? You know, they've obviously, um, they've, how do you say it? You know, they, they've obviously not followed the rules of the Premier League either. So do you think yeah, potentially...
1: They've got their own rules around financial fair play. So that's possible, but quite what the impact would be, you know. I mean, the big thing which Man City want is to win the Champions League. So they have been banned from that. That would have yeah. been, had a massive impact on them. Quite what the Premier League can do, I'm not. I'm not completely sure, to be honest. But it's it's no, because I mean, they have yeah. their own rules, uh, and they're a bit separate t-
0: If if Man City have broken the Premier League rules, obviously, I, I mean, I, I know for a fact that I'm not sure whether they have. I don't know the ins, out, ins and outs of it. But do you think if they have broken the rules, what do you think should happen? Do you think it should just be a fine, or do you think it could even be? They get relegated to championship. What do you think should happen? Um, fine
1: is most likely. What should happen is maybe something. I mean, I think relegation is pretty drastic, but something like a points deduction for next season, you know, that would be a big deterrent to people. If you say, right, next season you start on minus 10 points, that's going to, you know, make people think uh, before doing this. But ultimately, yeah. it comes down to, you know, it's a legal thing. It comes down to how good your lawyers are, and today it looks like they've got the best lawyers, and that's why they've got away with it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we obviously heard about this um, the Saudi Arabian takeover for Newcastle. This was a massive thing a few months ago, and it's kind of quietened down. We don't know whether that's going to happen anymore. But if I think if they are not, you know, if this th- this is kind of do you think this could really be encouraging other, you know? I guess, owners, that this is okay and you can get away with spending millions of, like, billions of pounds, really. Um, Do you think this, they're not, you know, that they should really be, I I don't know what the word is, but, you know, do you think that maybe that has a difference?
1: I mean, it could encourage people, but then clearly the more people think like that, you know, you, you start to lose the guarantee of what your millions and billions of pounds are going to get you in return. So clearly, have yeah. got 10 teams all spending those billions well. You know, four of them potentially are going to finish in the top four positions and the next six aren't. So, you know, you get to a point where even spending all that money doesn't guarantee you the glory and it certainly wouldn't guarantee you the sort of financial returns that you'd get back.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think we've, the Premier League is, in my opinion, and no doubt the most competitive league in the world. Um, you know, I think, do you think, um, the fact that Man Manchester... City... in what sense? I mean,
1: competitive, you'd normally say, well, do you mean that it has the greatest strength in depth, yeah. or it's, it's a close competition? Glenn... I think
0: it's a close competition. I think yeah. this year, I think this season we've seen that teams like Arsenal, you know, we are in a, we are in a, Euro- I think we're now in a, Euro- we were in a European spot, and now we, you know, we're, we we could finish bottom half of the table. You know, it, I think this year we've seen how tight it is, um, and especially it's in, the releg- in
1: those in those positions. But clearly, Liverpool this year are whatever it is, twenty-five points, thirty yeah. points ahead of everyone else. So, you know, it's not competitive for position one. Yeah, you know, it's competitive for positions three, four, five. You know pretty much down to twelve, well you know there's a smaller group around three four five, and then there's a bigger group below that, so yes, there's competition there, and yes, those teams who are kind of eighth or ninth are probably stronger than they are if you look at certainly France, maybe Germany, you know Italy, but those teams have quite a lot of weaknesses as well
0: yeah, I mean, I think it definitely has the best um it's the best. It's the strongest league. I mean, it has the best teams, really. If you compare, um, if you compare Norwich to, I don't know who's getting relegated in La Liga, but for an example, Norwich are probably quite some way better than that team in La Liga. I mean, even the bottom half of La Liga is probably championship level, and La Liga is a big, big league. You know, I mean, it's that's. The league is even thought to be the, one of the, you know, the second best league. I, I don't know. But the point is, yeah. is, do you think the fact that these owners are spending so much money, do you think that kind of is taking away from football? I mean, Man City, even a decade ago, they were not winning the Premier League. They were really an unknown. I mean, they, they weren't doing as well as they were now. So do you think it's kind of taking away from football or...?
1: I don't know. I mean, in a way, it's good. You don't want the same teams dominating every year, right? I mean, and that's the thing. You talk about La Liga, and every year, pretty much, it's Real Madrid or Barcelona. You know, there's been a few... Don't Atletico don't, Madrid, Madrid, Valencia... Oh Atletico yeah, Madrid, 1-1, you know, Valencia, as you say. But those are becoming even rarer, you know? So here... Yeah. In England, we've had a few different winners, and it's quite nice that another team can come up um, and you know and challenge. And to be honest, that's becoming rarer now. If you look at Bayern Munich, they've won in Germany for whatever it is, seven or eight years in a row. PSG have won in France for seven or eight years in a row, or maybe not quite. I think um, I think they had one year. No,
0: yeah, in eight years they've won seven. And
1: eight years they've won seven, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Italy, you know, Juventus have won it every year in a row. So, it, you know, it is good that another team can come up and challenge. Um, but if those teams then become too strong because of the financial input, that's, that's the worry. And then the gap yeah. actually gets bigger.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I don't, I think that's, Pretty much all we can really talk about that I mean there's not much to talk about other than uh, in that in that um situation, so we're going to move on to Arsenal, which is ob- obviously both of our teams we're going to talk about the tournament match. Were you confident when we went into that game? you know we, we were, yeah, I would say we were, we were in a good run of form you know we we won I think all five of our games apart from Leicester I think um. You know, I I don't know, we've been
1: in a very good run of form. Why are you confident going into that game? Um, It's very difficult to be confident with this team. So, yes, our performances were better, our results were better. But because of the nature of the team and the players we've got, and how particularly defensively we make so many, you know, basic errors, it's very hard to be confident, you know. And that was yesterday illustrated it perfectly, basically where yeah. the performance generally was good, we dominated, we scored a great goal, we may have had a couple more, but we made, you know, horrendous defensive mistakes and obviously the first one we got punished and Son scored, uh, you know, the second one is pretty basic from a corner but there were other chances which we gave up and that's why at the moment it's very hard to be confident going into any game because that could, you
0: know, that could happen. Um... What would you what would you say went wrong in that game? Do you think it was the midfield? Do you think it was the defence making mistakes? You know, we saw Klasenak make the made the assist really to Son some, Son's goal, or do you think it was the attack not taking its chances? I mean, Abamiang had multiple chances. He hit the bar. He completely missed a shot. Like the ball came into him, really goal scoring opportunity. He completely missed it. What went wrong in that game? Was that. Not taking chances or
1: just being sloppy in a field and defence? You know, that's a fair question, actually, that, you know, the the strikers made mistakes or the attacking part of the team made mistakes too. But, you know, you're going to take certain chances, you're going to miss certain chances. The mistakes at the back are so basic that they should just never happen or they should happen very rarely, you know. So that Kolasinac passing it nowhere near David Luiz, passing it straight to Son. That should never happen. Or, you know, maybe once a season. And unfortunately, with our defenders, we see that
0: every game. You
1: know, every, every game or every other game. And it's going to cost you goals in the way that it did. You know? And, the, you know, that back three, which is the way we've been playing the last few games, Kolasinac, David Luiz uh, Mustafi. and Mustafi, you know, they have just got so many mistakes in them. I mean, Golasinic probably fewer. We don't see it quite as often, but his technical qualities just aren't there. He gives the ball away too much. His positioning is not good enough. You know, his technique is not very good. So um, he's likely to give the ball away less, or, you know, not so much from the sorts of mistakes that he made yesterday as just, you know, not being good enough on the ball. But as we've seen, David Louise recently, Mastafi, Regularly, you know, those mistakes are just—they're just around the corner with those players, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about how Klasnac hasn't been making as many mistakes. That's only because Klasnac hasn't been playing centre back. You know, he's—he's he's just came into that role. He's been playing fullback, and you know, fullbacks. I mean, I think Kieran Tierney had a really good game yesterday. Maybe not a really can didn't have a great game because I think Mourinho. Closed down that left side um but recently he's been really really good but I think also Mustafi had a decent game until the last 20 minutes he I mean he he was winning the ball back yes he gave it away sometimes but he'd win it back those last 20 minutes was diving in for no reason you know we saw with the I think Harry Kane um running down the left hand side and then he crossed it into Son he like Made such a late tackle. He didn't even touch Harry Kane. He was like two meters away from Harry Kane. Why? I mean, I don't understand that. I mean, Masafi, World Cup winner, but it it, it doesn't make sense. What are your thoughts? I mean, on that defense, and what would you, that? What would your defensive lineup be? Could Callum Chambers come in, rip holding, or are they just as bad?
1: I, I definitely don't think they're as bad as, as Mustafli, and you know he's been given lots of time. He obviously was out of favor with Emery. He's been given another chance, and yes, there were a couple of improved performances, but this just goes to show, and you know, again, he can't go more than a game or so without making those kinds of mistakes. So you know, he, shouldn't, he should be nowhere near that team, frankly. at the moment. We don't have a lot of good choices, so that's that's why he's getting a chance. But holding is there. I would definitely pick holding. I would definitely pick Callum Chambers. Obviously, he's now injured at the moment, so that can't happen. I mean, the only positive is that next season, you know, we've got a few more. We should have a few more options. So you know, Saliba obviously will be coming, and there's a lot of hope about him. He's going to be very young. But we Mm. hope he's going to be the one who's going to, you know, hold that defence together for, you know, maybe the next 10 years. Pablo Murray, it's a bit unfortunate. He's got injured and we don't really know how good he could be. But I would pick those two for sure, you know, assuming Murray works out okay. And then it's, yeah, if you want to play a back three, then, you know, then you can choose from David Luiz holding, you know, maybe Chambers if he's fit. but Mustafi, he's gotta go.
0: So do Kolasinac, you
1: think you know, I think he's not he's not up to it either. The only thing I think the reason why Kalesanac is getting in is because he's left sided. And I think Arteta likes to play with a left sided centre back and a right sided centre back.
0: Yeah, and that, I think that's fair enough. Could could I mean it's a tricky one. Taney is obviously he he, he came in centre back for the Man City game when David Lewis came off. The thing, I mean, I would I, I would say, you know, Tini could go, oh yeah, Tini could go play centre-back. But he creates so many chances for the team. Mm. You cannot play a player of that attacking quality in centre-back. You know, we could, you know, drop um, Klasnek for example, bring Tini in, play Saka on the left. You know, Saka didn't start yesterday. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a shame. And I think we missed him and it just shows how good he's been. And, uh... You know, I think he made a difference when he came on, and then when he kind of got moved to to left back again, we missed him. So, um, but I think he should be playing further forward. So, if it was, you know, your ideal uh, team, Tierney is definitely the left back or the left wing back for me, and again, Murray, he's that he's that left putter, so he would play in the left sided uh, centre back role. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: can
1: play further forward.
0: Yeah, we've talked about the 3-4-3 formation, the three at the back. What are your thoughts on that as well? I mean, Arteta brought in that formation. Do you, what are your thoughts? It's quite an attacking formation for a very. Yeah, big I mean, player. to
1: me, it's been it's we've started to look better since he's played that formation, and yeah. I think at the moment it suits the players we've got. So you know, yesterday very annoying bit unfortunate but actually if you looked at the balance of play we obviously dominated play uh once we kind of well certainly once we went behind we had to chase it a bit so we gave up chances they had good chances you know there's no denying that but in terms of the shape and the performances we've been having recently i think that's enough to suggest we should continue with that with that formation
0: yeah um yeah uh yesterday um it's 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 it, 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 yeah it's a really disappointing result as I mean, obviously it's a it's a very disappointing result do you think we deserve to win that game i mean if you ignored the fact Klasnet made the the mistake that caused us to lose really, do you think we had the better chances or i mean I mean, Harry Kane had the chance at the start of the game, which Martinez made a really good save. Mm -hmm. Um, So who who do you think really deserves to win that
1: game? I mean, on balance, maybe a draw. You know, I think we dominated possession. We created some good chances. But ultimately, you know, the game is about scoring goals in the other net and keeping them out of your own net. And you can't sort of say, well, yeah, we dominated possession and therefore we deserve to win because if you're going to give up chances through your poor defensive play it's difficult to say that you know you deserve to win so i'd say we played the better football but did we deserve to win football isn't just about you know playing good football it's about scoring goals at one end and keeping them out at the other end so just because you played the best football and i think you did it doesn't mean you deserve to win so a balance probably a draw because if you're going to make those kinds of mistakes, they're going to lead to goals, and you can't, you know, you can't say you deserve to win. So, I would say over the game, probably a draw was the right right
0: result. Um, yeah, I I I think I probably agree with you. Lacazette scored a really really great goal. Um, fantastic. and then fantastic goal, really good goal. Um, and then two minutes later, we can see. It's, I mean, where should Arsenal be focusing? Where should we be buying, you know? Thomas Party really, you know, probably, will, I think most likely will probably join. Like, we've shown our interest in him. Potentially, Uwe Minkano could come. But um, the other thing is, we are not going to have a big budget. You know, we, I mean, last season we were saying 40 million, ended up we spent 120 million. What's, where do you think Arsenal should be um, spending their money and do you have any plays off the top of your head that we should be buying?
1: So, I mean, as we've already said, we've got Saliba coming in at centre-back. You know, I know we're crying out for much better central defenders, but if Saliba comes in and does the job, and Mari, as I've said, then you've got enough other players there. You know, I think we could definitely make a step up in central defence and maybe one more, but you've then got to clear the decks. You know, we've got five or six other players there who can play there and it's just too many, you know, so unless you can get rid of them, you're not going to invest in another central defender. And this is a big problem for Arsenal, is that we have so much money invested in wages of players who are nowhere near good enough, just because of the way we've done our recruitment, uh, it's very difficult to get rid of them. Who's going to pay the wages that Mustafi is is being paid? Nobody, you know. So it's very you know it's very easy to say, well, yeah, you get rid of Mustafi, you get rid of Kalasinac, you decide one out of holding in Chambers maybe, uh, and then all of a sudden you can use all that money to buy another really good centre back. Not quite as easy as that it? because it's really hard to sell them, but. Clearly, we could make a step up at centre-back. I actually think we'd get more benefit from signing a really dynamic central midfielder just because our midfield is sort of so one-paced, so kind of slow. I think there's some, you know, half-decent players, but if we had a real dynamic, fast, dominant central midfielder, then that would give us a lot more stability and it would protect the central defence in a way which we've really struggled for years and years. So my first choice would be that central midfield position, someone who can play at the base uh, yeah. and really protect the defence. Yes, definitely we'd benefit from another quality centre-back, but if it was you know one position, I'd go for that central midfield position. And, you know, Poverty seems like he, he should do the job, seems like, well, he certainly... Available because he's got a buyout clause. Clearly, he's he's he seems pretty keen on Arsenal. Whether we can get the finances right to get that deal over the line depends on all the other deals, and that's that's the complex thing <laughs> because there's so many ifs and buts, right? You know, Bamiyang. Can we persuade him to stay? Don't know how much is it going to cost. What then happens with Lacazette off the back of that? You know, maybe you can say well. Fine. If we can persuade Bamiang to stay, then we'd let uh, we'd let Lacazette go, free up some money or get some money. Özil, of course, you know, so Ozil much won. money going into Özil. A- if we can get a- that a- off a- the books, longer. because Özil earns
0: yeah. so much money, no one, no
1: exactly. one. is... So he's the same as you know, Mustafi. He's the same as realistically Kalasenac clearly not earning anywhere near the amount that Özil is. But because we signed him on a free transfer. Um, he's getting over the odds in terms of wages. So very hard to, to get that kind of player off the books. And then you've yeah. got Ceballos. What do we do with Ceballos? You know, obviously people had really quite high expectations for him this season. And he hasn't quite lived up to it. The last few games, get really getting back to it. Um, but yeah, can you make that a permanent deal? remains to be seen and because without him i think we do we struggle for that creativity in the in the middle so there's so many ifs and buts but yes if there was one position it would be that central defensive midfielder that kind of thomas party type
0: and we, we talked about uh, i mean we didn't really but we mentioned ozil um the 343 formation does not suit ozil because you need to box-to-box, really, central midfielders or one defensive, one attacking, which we have, Xhaka and Sabaos. So Ozil doesn't fit into that formation really at all. I mean, he could potentially play right mid, but that's probably not going to happen. Do you think Arteta should try and... Because we know is a quality player. You cannot deny that was a really world-class player on his day. He's the, probably one of the most... Um, inconsistent player, you know, in, in, in the league. So, I mean, do you think Arteta should try and make space for
1: in, him in, in the lineup? Or do you think well, this might? Well, it's been tried, right? And you say on his day, and those days are so few and far between now that I think it's, it's too late, you know? Uh, you know, when he first signed, those days were pretty regular, you know? Not every week, but certainly pretty regular. And you saw that in terms of his stats. Um, These days, you know, his number of assists is is ridiculously low. Uh, And, you know, he just rarely shows up for those games, right? So I think it's too late. That said, again, if you can't get rid of him, are you better off trying to play him and getting something from him for the last year on his contract? Rather than having him, you know, sitting on the bench or not even on the bench, you know, sitting at home, earning three hundred and fifty grand a week. That's the question. Yeah, but there's nothing playing him if you're going to get nothing from it. So, so, sure you, no.
0: you, so, do you think we should play him, or maybe maybe he could come off the bench? I mean, well, he could come off the bench,
1: and I don't think that's reasonable, um, because it's I think see, I don't see that we're going to get get him off the books and they've clearly I think, well certainly when Emery was still around they were trying to sort of force him out of the club and it's just not going to happen basically he's just going to sit, he's be happy to sit and take the wages for another year and then see what happens at the end of that, so if you can't force them out, you may as well at least have him on the bench and then see what happens
0: Yeah, I mean it was that was such a bad such a bad, um, it's just typical Arsenal, awesome, you know. That n- negotiation, we were so desperate to keep him, you know, back in oh, 2018 when we so we signed Aubameyang in, in that, that, that season. Um, really bad negotiations and we failed to keep Sanchez, who isn't doing well now. But if Sanchez stayed at the club, I would think he would be still at, you know, he'd still be really good.
1: Um yeah, I so think from the club's perspective, they felt it would look really bad if both Urzil and Sanchez left. And I think they couldn't persuade Sanchez to stick around. So they did a deal there and therefore felt like they had to offer something to Urzil. But you know, the numbers are just crazy, aren't they? And you see it now in retrospect.
0: Yeah. And I don't think he was good enough back then, even for that money. Like, he wasn't really three hundred fifty thousand a week. Oh, you, you would pay Messi that much, like seriously. I mean, you really would. It's 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 crazy. Um, we've touched on this a bit, but if you could, like, who are the plays that need to be sold? I mean, that's. I also want to say you talked about Saka as well. Um, who should Nicholas Pepe be dropped? I mean, we've just. We just paid £72 million for him. He's not had the best season, but he hasn't really had a bad season. What do, you, what do you think should happen there?
1: Pepe, I mean, I like Pepe. He's been inconsistent. He's come to a new league, new team, um, a team that's not been doing at all well. You know, it's hard. Some players can come in and just dominate and they've got the confidence and they've got you know, the adaptability to do that. He's not one of them, but you know, goal scoring, you know, he's, he can score goals, he can beat players. And he has moments where you think, I know, I understand why we paid that money because he's got that potential. So I would, you know, bank on that potential and say, yeah, we keep him. We give him another season. He's got long enough, you know, pretty long contract. So there's no particular worries about, you know losing your money or him walking out and you know not getting your money back so i'd say you've got to give him at least another season and see how that looks and if you can build up the stability and the squad and the team and their way of playing he's got a big part to play in that potentially so i do think he's definitely you know got a part to play in the future for sure
0: yeah um so who should be sold i mean yesterday's lineup we had Martinez who wants to become the he's he's not
1: I mean, I think we could get decent money for Martinez. Well he's done a good job since he came in, right? And yeah, We need uh, yeah. to have two good keepers, you know. And I think with Leno and Martinez, I think we've got two good keepers, basically. So <laughs> I would keep Martinez. You're not gonna get loads of money from for him. And I think you'd give him a chance to sort of stake his claim to number one. So you know, and really good keepers, very hard to come by and they cost a hell of a lot of money. You know, you look at the amount of money that's kind of like Chelsea have had to pay for, you know, who they thought was going to be a dominant goalkeeper, hasn't really happened for them. I wouldn't mess with a keeper situation. You know, I think we're getting value there. I think in defence, clearly, you know, you're trying to get rid of a lot of players there, Tierney clearly doing a good job for me, Kolasinac goes if you you know if you can um mm. Staffy goes, david Louise, they've obviously made their decision on um I think holding and chambers, you'd probably argue you'd keep one, although with maybe, the, no, maybe
0: no holding out
1: you could do, I mean, for now, with Chambers injured long term, so he's not going to be back. You know, until a few months into the season, Pablo Mari, he's going to be he's going to be a few months out as well. So for now, you probably want to hold on to holding, and because for me, he should be in the in the team compared to what we've got. Yeah, so I think for now you would hold on to him, particularly if you're going to if you are able to get rid of them. Um, you know, Mustafi and or Kalasinac. Bellerin is an interesting one. He's clearly not got back to where he was but he's had a bad injury so that may come give him another you know six months ideally you'd want to keep hold of him you know I think he's our longest serving player or certainly one of them now Um, but there's a lot of whispers around him and other other teams coming in you know Suarez we've not seen enough to see Cedric you know whether he's going to be um Good enough. Well, I mean, I think he's done all right.
0: Yeah, I think Cedric came in, definitely came in for backup. And I think potentially that um, Cedric may have actually made Petit and play better, knowing mm-hmm. that if I don't play well today, I'm going to get dropped. You know, Cedric is, as, yeah. you, as you said, he's a, he's a Premier League player. I mean, he was v- really good for Southampton. Um, yeah, yeah so not, I, think I think
1: he's a good squad player and as you say he puts pressure on Bellerin so uh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with him for now and you certainly you know to improve that position you're going to have to pay a lot of money so I think they do okay I mean I quite like Ainsley Maitland-Niles I don't think that's necessarily his best position I think the trouble is what well, is in this team but you know he's a squad player but again he's had he's his 1st not- run one-ins
0: he he's looked quite sloppy in midfield, in my opinion. I, I think he's given the ball away easily, and you know, you talked about earlier. We need a we need a midfielder who's fast and quite powerful as well. Mm. And he's both those things. You know, he's fairly strong and he's pretty quick. But he's mm. he's not you know technical enough. And I think I think he played really well on right back. You know, he used to be known as a right winger. Um, but he's not good enough defensively and he's not, you know, he's, I think he's 22 now and he's apparently, he, Arsenal could potentially sell him for 20 million. I mean, that's decent money for a player of his quality and his price is only going to go down. Um, I, don't
1: know, I disagree, you know, I think players when they're that young, if they can get a consistent run in the team and they can show that they're good enough, uh, they're Value can go up. Now, I think in his case, because he doesn't obviously fit into any of the positions, um, you know, maybe you're right, maybe we're better off taking the money on him and reinvesting it. And clearly we're gonna to have to make some difficult decisions because we will, if you really want to make money or you know, create money to invest elsewhere, you're not gonna get much by trying to sell Mustafi and. Kalasanac, you're not going to get anything, you know, clear yeah. from, from Ozil, So the players you want to move on, they're not going to create any money other than if you can get them off your wage bill. Yeah. So so then that brings you on to Gwenduzy. I like some of the, you know, I think he's I think he's got a sort of winning mentality. He's obviously gone a bit over the top in recent games. It seems like they are probably happy to let him go. Um, you know, I think he reads the game really well. Um, yeah. A sort of good all-rounder. But again, is he right for that defensive midfield position? Probably not. Is he right for, you know, more of a sort of, uh, well, you know, what Ceballos is playing? I don't think he's quite good enough. So I think actually, you know, decent squad player. But given the history, probably worth moving him on
0: yeah i mean i've read like a few articles but apparently we, we we would only get like 35 million for him which is ridiculous we he is a young player who is probably good enough for us i mean like definitely premier league quality i mean he could play for a team like I don't know, newcastle definitely could get into that team right and if you know, I think I—if I'm being honest—I'd want 60 million for him because I think he—he he could become a really good player.
1: Yeah, I don't see that you're going to get, or we're going to get 60 million for him. I just don't see it. Particularly, I mean, this is going to be an interesting one, particularly just because of COVID-19. How much money a team's going to have, right? You know, I mean, their wage bills—they've been trying to manage them, but they, every team's income has dropped significantly because they're not getting you know, money from gate receipts and probably stuff related to some of their sort of sponsorship and that kind of thing. So teams aren't going to have that much money and it may well be that the sort of transfer prices come down a bit or you see more swap deals or I don't know, it kind of remains to be seen.
0: I mean, If if we could get a swap deal in Guendouzi for party, that could be pretty good.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a possibility and obviously Lacazette is the other one that's been spoken about because we know that Atletico and Madrid were in for him before he came to us. So, but do we want to move on Lacazette? You know, that's an interesting one just because, yes, he's one of our big name players, but this season he's underperformed, scored a great goal yesterday. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think that's an interesting one. And just because of where he is in terms of his contract, which I think is two more years, I think I'm right in saying, I think he's 29, you know, this may be your last chance to get value from him. And these are the sort of tough decisions they've got to make. And I think without knowing who they can pick up, you know, ideally I'd say, yeah, we'd keep Lacazette. But if he's the bargaining chip that gets you party, you know, maybe you make that decision. That said, it's also dependent on Abamyang, right? So if Abameyang, if you can't persuade him to stay, then you would be much more dependent on Lacazette. Um, yeah. The other one who we've not spoken about is Willock, and I really like Joe Willock. Yeah. Particularly, I think he's got the the attitude, you know, the mentality. You see it every time he's on the pitch, and he is giving it all. And he is he does gives us that kind of mobility and bit of pace which we don't have in midfield so he's one who i think has got you know good chance to succeed again at the moment you know more of a squad player you know maybe not a sort of starting player
0: yeah but
1: but you you know you've got to fill out the squad and i think if you've got a bit more quality in a younger player that you can fill out the squad with then i think that's that's worthwhile know. so and obviously i've said well maybe we should let Gwenduzy go. I think the same applies to him. But if he is causing a bit of trouble and he's fallen out, then maybe now's the right time to say, okay, well, he's one of the ones we let go to allow us to sort of spend that money elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think we've probably gone to the end of of that. So thank you for being on. This yeah. I mean yeah, it's, it's good. Enjoyed that- it yeah um maybe maybe we'll see you again um but if you have enjoyed the video please do um like the video and subscribe and if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, do follow us and you can watch us on youtube and vice versa um and yeah thank you for watching and uh, we will see you later goodbye